Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, unfortunately, there was no show last week, but thank you for bearing with us. Uh, we are part of the World Football Index, and to prove we are part of the World Football Index, and we are a footballing world, all the way over in Brooklyn, New York, uh, I've got Jesse. That's me. That's you. I'm here. Yeah. Fantastic. How's Brooklyn looking today? Brooklyn is looking so great today because we survived yesterday's South American qualifiers. Yeah? Yeah. So everything's everything's okay till next week. <laughs> is it hot and sunny? <laughs> it actually is. It is hot and sunny. How's Cornwall? Uh, it's hot and sunny as well. Oh, but that's like that's like always for you guys. Uh, not often. We have to make the most yeah. of this. No, we have to make the most of this. Unfortunately, you always put pictures that look like paradise. It's kind of not, it's not fair. <laughs> I do. I do do those. Yeah. yeah. But um, to be fair, I'm not going to post the awful ones. That's true. You should do that just to balance it out a bit. But we got the jet stream, so we get the offshoot of your storms. So we've probably got Harvey oh. heading our way or something. Sorry. At some yeah, duck. Sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, this week we're going to be talking a little bit about the transfer window, but mainly we're going to be talking about the World Cup qualifiers. We're going to be jet setting around the world again. But first of all, I'm afraid we're going to be talking the ugly subject of money and transfers. Um yes. Now, back in June, if I had said to you at the end of the season, Virgil van Dijk, Alexis Sanchez, Diego Costa, Philippe Coutinho, uh, Red Morris and Ross Barkley would all be staying at their clubs, I could have got some pretty good odds on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you and Arsene Wenger probably would have won that bet. (laughs) Uh, Virgil van Dijk. I mean, I tweeted yesterday about (laughs) five o'clock in the afternoon that it looks like it's not going to happen. And Dave replied, well, duh. (laughs) I think that was like the fourth Virgil van Dijk tweet that I saw in the span of like, I don't know, 20 minutes. I was convinced it was going to happen. It was going to be like one of those last minute things that go through about two minutes before the deadline closes. We had talked about him so much last year. Mm. Does he exist, do you think? Or is he one of these fictional oh, people? Oh, that... he's like Bigfoot or yeah. like the Loch Ness Monster. That's actually a good um, argument for why no one snapped him up. <laughs> <laughs> Men with shotguns and lumberjack shirts are we <laughs> hunting for him. Somebody, somebody right now is like wandering around. I don't know what's there. What's, uh, what's the terrain? In Southampton? Yeah. Uh, motorways and ports. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's, not, the hunt. it's not like where you live. I mean, you know, it's not like the Blair Witch Project where you can go days without seeing anything. You can't go five minutes without bumping across a road or a housing estate. Well, can you go five minutes without bumping into Virgil van Dyke then? Because that seems to be what happened. Well, it's, yeah, it seems to. Nobody can find him. Um, so he stayed there. Danby Keiter has gone to Liverpool next season for £48 million. Um... Divock Origi is no longer my baby. He's gone to Wolfsburg on loan. And Alexis, not Alexis Sanchez, uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain has come to Liverpool as well. He took a pay cut to come to us. He'd yeah. Rather, he'd rather get paid less to play for Liverpool than he would do at Chelsea or Arsenal. 
Okay, so the Arsenal thing, I'm sorry, Arsenal fans, I, I could maybe understand. The Chelsea thing, maybe I understand, because he, would he get the playing time that he would get at Liverpool? I don't know. I'm trying to figure this one out, and I don't know if I have anything good. What do you think? Well, I'm trying to figure out where he'd fit into this Liverpool team, because... Right? Salamani, I know. <laughs> Salamani and Firmino have all made a very good start. We've still got um, Danny Sturridge. We've still got Philip Coutinho. Um... And then lower back so in mid- Coutinho, who was on, I know we're going to talk about Brazil later, but this is a Coutinho who's not going to give up his his spot anytime soon. No, indeed, and it's amazing recovery from his back injury. Right, and you have Emery Chan. I mean, where do you fit Oxley Chamberlain in this? There's no sort of natural hole there that that is shaped like. Oxley Chamberlain. <laughs> well, he's been promised a midfield role, so I mean, God knows where they're going to play him. But it seems a little strange. I'm even if it's Dr. not that he's not a good player because he is, and we've seen him do great things. But it doesn't look like a natural transition for him, and it looks like Liverpool is going to struggle a little bit to either give him the time or find him the the place. No, no, that's what you're right. I mean, I can't figure out if he's any good or not because I just haven't seen enough of him down the years. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, which I think is absolutely, yeah. And I think that maybe was his reasoning in, in not saying yes to Chelsea or Arsenal, but mm. then saying yes to Liverpool just feels silly. Yeah, it seems, yeah, I can't quite see the logic in that one, either from Liverpool or from uh, from Oxlade-Chamberlain. But why are we on the subject of Arsenal? Um, <coughs> excuse me, the Alexi Sanchez saga uh, turned into a Thomas a Lamar saga. Well. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Uh, so Alexi Sanchez going to go to uh, Manchester City for £55 million for a player that's out of contract in 10 months, 9 months. Um, that all depended on Thomas Lamar coming. And Thomas Lamar said, I don't want to go to Arsenal, even though I said earlier on in the summer I might do, because there's no Champions <laughs> League football, as if he's just figured that one out. Um, so... Also, the fact that he was actually on international duty on the evening of the transfer deadline meant that it probably mm-hmm. couldn't also get completed anyway. Why did they leave it so late? It's obviously a game of brinksmanship or something, but Manchester City have left out because they've left it so late, and so have Arsenal. And so has Alexis Sanchez, who seemed absolutely miserable for the majority of last year, and now nothing's changed. Yes. Exactly. I mean, he started at the weekend in the loss to Liverpool. Nothing really could have made him feel a lot happier. And yesterday did not make him feel any happier. No. <laughs> No, not indeed. So uh, they, they did get um, Alexander Lacazette in, Arsenal did. So what are you going to give them yes, a temporary transfers this summer? The reaction from Arsenal fans on social media was not um, overwhelmingly positive. Mm-mm. I think the opposite of overwhelmingly positive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be positive there for them. Lacazette's a great player, but you're right. It was a little uh, down in the dumps. <laughs> But they're not going to, they didn't play him at the weekend, did they? He started on they the bench. They did. Why not, guys? Come on. You bring in, you, 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 like, you find a buddy for Giroud, you'd think you'd put them on together so they could, like, you know, have this, like, magically well-groomed French celebration of goals or something, which is, you know, clearly their new book name. <laughs> um, and then you don't use him. It seems bizarre. I mean, I'm surprised that Giroud has stayed as well. I thought he might go somewhere in the summer. They did talk about him going to Everton. I think Giroud has a lot more to offer. I mean, aside from, like, coming on in the last five minutes and scoring a wonder goal and then, like, posing. But 
What do I know? I'm not Arsene Wenger. I don't know the machinations of that puffy-coated giant. I think he's. I think he's a better player than coming on for the last five minutes. So I mean, oh, Arsenal out of ten, their transfer window. What we give them a three or something? Because I mean, you uh, can't get them any higher than that, can you? No. Can we, let's give them a three and a half. Okay, we'll be generous and give them a three and a half. Okay, because they didn't do anything like overwhelmingly disastrous. They just didn't do anything really, which is sort of classic Arsenal. They were very rabbits in the headlights as well, because Draxler had been linked with them previously. Um, yeah, which would have been great. Yeah, and he never went to them either. So no, the, so they sort of just didn't. They mm. they pulled the classic Arsenal and just sort of went eh, not so much. Yeah, do you know what? It's a bit like when my kids go shopping. If someone if they get some birthday money, and they go shopping and they go into a shop and. Um, they have all this money burning a big hole in their pocket, but they're too scared to spend it in case they miss yes, out on something Yes, you get else. overwhelmed. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Arsene Wenger is a nine-year-old who is just overwhelmed by options. Well done. We've all been there, haven't we? Uh, yeah, I think I am still there. <laughs> um, Swansea did very well, didn't they? I think they're great. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that we have high hopes for them. Well, they did very well with this transfer window, because getting Renato Sanchez... Uh, at loan. least somebody got their Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> I made a Renny and Renato joke, which on social media in a world of uh, young teenagers on Twitter went down like an absolute uh, stinker. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a pretty good deal for them. He's a very good player. Who He's was, a very good player. Yeah, he was underutilized, I think. And I think that's sort of what I always hope for the transfer window is to see players who maybe are not at the right club because they're not being played in their natural positions or they're not getting enough time, like go somewhere where they're going to be better appreciated or better used. Mm. That's always where I'm most excited. Well, I hope, because I was going to come on to Lorente in a minute, they've lost Sigerson and Lorente. Uh, I hope that he doesn't go there and has a bum deal and they still end up going down. I don't think they will, but... Yeah, but there's always that little fear. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they don't. Uh, right, we'll do Chelsea quickly before we come on to you. Oh, well, yeah. Also a Swansea, uh, they got Wilfred Bonny back. They did. did you... I love this fun, like, succession of players who come back to their own club. Reminds me, style. It reminds me of Chris Partlow from The Wire. <laughs> we still need to make a Wire starring football players. Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> I did. did <laughs> I sent a team over to somebody because um, he did a uh, Game of Thrones. At Game of Thrones, he was very good. He did a Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, wonderful. Um, it, oh, it, I saw that that you did that. Well, he did the Game of Thrones eleven, and I replied with uh, my Wire eleven. The Wire eleven, it was great. <laughs> um, yeah, Wilfred Pony went back to Swansea. Uh, he wanted the number eighty-two shirt. The FA said no, that's ridiculous. Uh, he was gonna take number thirty-five, but then he's ended up taking two. Was... Yeah, I saw this. What, there are a couple of players with ridiculous numbers this year. It's a striker. What's he wearing two for? He thinks, I don't know. Thinks he's a Runicone or something. <laughs> I don't. I... But you know what? Like, it's all the numbers don't matter anymore. Oh no, it's they a, do matter. Really, who wears their right number? Aside from a handful of nines and tens. I get angry at this. The squad. I at, know you're a classic. At squad number, I think it's at squad numbers blog on Twitter gets very upset at these. His whole uh, shtick is squad numbers, and it drives him nuts. Things like this. Uh, but then. <laughs> I don't know. You got to pull like a like a Johan Cruyff and just chuck it all in and say, "Where are your number two, Wilfred Bonny? Just just own it. You're doing fine." Do you know what? I played for a six-a-side team once, and I played in defence, and they gave me the number two. I was furious. It's such a crappy <laughs> number because I own a, if I play outfield, I normally wear six. And he wants to wear two. That's a fullback's number. 
These things yeah, are important. You get wackadoodle goalies who wear like, you know, seven. Nothing makes sense. I think, you know what? You have to live in this country where actually nothing makes sense. And then you'll understand. Well, Mexico's George Campos, he wore 11, I think he did. He did. His name is Jorge, like my father. Oh, sorry, Jorge. <laughs> we've got plenty of time to get to South America don't worry but there <laughs> these things are important um, and my daughter's got an autism assessment coming very soon these things are also you know may or may not be a coincidence but it's important these players wear the right numbers okay alright <laughs> things Drinkwater. matter Danny Drinkwater's going to wear six for Chelsea okay but my favourite Danny Drinkwater thing is all those pictures of like people wearing his jersey and then the one picture of it translated into Spanish and it just said Toma Agua and I loved it so much <laughs> on my Facebook page there was a picture of him drinking water oh my come f- on you could do so much with that it's great my friend is obsessed by nominative determinism you know when your <laughs> job describes your your name describes your job oh no what would mine be you have to ask him well, you'd be Jesse Teach or something like that. Oh, that's very boring. So, no, no. So yeah. if, you, if you're actual, um, down the road, uh, there's a town called Hale, uh, which is a sort of town by the sea, and there's a harbour master there. The harbour master is called Roger Haddock. Oh, he's a fish. No, he's not a fish. No, he's just got the same. He's just got the surname of a fish. Oh, because he's a harbour master. Do you know there's an actor called Will Husband that makes it even better that that's that's all you are, sir. Exactly. You are your wife's husband. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, if you happen to have a surname which describes your job, then he's all into that. And Danny Drinkwater is great for that. He joined for £35 million. (laughs) Uh, See, numbers don't mean anything ever again after Neymar. No, that's true. Uh, You're for taking an interest in that tonight, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Do you think they're going to get suspended? I can't imagine they could do that, could they? Uh, I, I mean, I know they could, that. but would they? No, I can't imagine they would. I mean, to be fair, he bought himself out of his contract, didn't he? I don't think PSG paid the money, unless I've got that completely wrong. I think that's what they're investigating, I mm. think. Yeah, where does he get £222 million from? From not paying his taxes all those years. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Uh, Ross Bartley didn't join Chelsea. Apparently changed his mind during a medical. And why do you think? I don't know. People change their mind, don't they? Joey Beecham joined West Ham and left about an hour later. <laughs> he, play, he was playing for Oxford at the time, joined West Ham and decided after an hour, I don't fancy it here. And he um, he went back again, went back to Swindon or to Oxford. I did that after visiting Yale. Did you? You went to Yale yeah. and decided against it? I didn't go. I auditioned. And then I was supposed to have a callback. And you're supposed to come back an hour later for the callback. I went to Dunkin' Donuts. It was winter. And I looked around New Haven and thought, oh, God, I hate it here. <laughs> and I went home. You didn't. Oh, wow. You turned down Yale. Well, I don't know if I would have gotten in, but I had a callback that I didn't go to. Wow. Oh, God. Yale, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. I was dumb and I was 17. How cool is that? Well, no, it's stupid in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been sat in a bigger house doing this right now. Right? Don't let 17-year-olds make decisions for themselves is the moral of this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's come across to your boys and girls. Um, yay! Yay! Right, we're going to start with the good. Fernando oh, Lorente. I'm very disappointed by because his name starts oh, with two L's and he's left a Welsh yes. team. Yes, do you know how we pronounce it, though? You're going to be really excited by this. Jorente? Yes! Did I get it right? Yes! You're... Bilingual. I've never been more proud in my life. Yes. I've been listening to the World Football phone in on Radio 5, and it has Tim Vickery on. I know. I know. Uh, and he says Jonathan Caleri, Jonathan Cajeri. Cajeri, I know. 
I cannot get over. I'm so excited by him. I'm so excited about his hair. I'm so excited about his eyes and just his beautiful face. Tim Vickery. And also Jonathan Vickery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I remember he explained it once because he said it's David Vigia because his parents are Spanish, but it's Daniel Passarella because his parents are Argentinian. Uh, his parents were Italian, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I got that. Yeah. But if he was Welsh, she'd be Fernando Clorente. Oh, that's I like that too. Yeah, because lots of Welsh places start double L, so it's very sad he's left a Welsh place. I well, can we do it anytime he crosses the border to play for Swansea? That's what we'll call him. Okay. Okay, good. Um, good deal. I think you've got a good deal yourselves as well. Me too. No, I I think this is great. I think that we need a little more depth. We needed a little more depth on the bench. Um, you know, last season obviously we played. We had a lot of injuries there, so. Mm. Um, this is great. And I, I think that, you know, I was not, um, unhappy to see. Hey, forget yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. De Niro's outside. It's weird. <laughs> um, to see Jensen get a trial at Brighton. I know that fell through, but, um, I, you know, he never really found his rhythm for me. And so anybody, I, I think that Yorente has, like we've seen him play the kind of like team play um, elsewhere that I didn't see from Jansen last year. And that's where we really excel. Um, so I'm hoping that it'll be like a quicker transition for him into the team. Okay. He's a good backup for Harry Kane as well, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Which hopefully we will never, ever, ever have to use. Hopefully he'll play with Harry Kane. It'll be brilliant. I worry about Harry Kane. who's played an awful lot of football for a man his I... age, including summer football as well. I know. I know, but this is good. Like this is if we, you know, if we play Champions League, if we play Europa, then we'll have other people to rely on, and we don't have to strain those those muscles. Mm. You also sign a man wanting to turn over a new leaf, which is twenty three million pounds worth of Serge Aurier. Yeah, yes, we did. How yes, we did, Chris. Um, a little hesitant. I think that the Lily Whites, uh, the LGBT group of Spurs, put out a really profound and great statement um you can find that on their twitter um and i think it wasn't it didn't feel like um like team propaganda it felt like they they were giving him a chance and they were saying that you know what he said matters but um but it opens up a discussion which is equally important and i'm really really hoping that um he doesn't like get the opportunity to shy away from that and and he has to answer for it and he gets to say yes I said something really 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 terrible and offensive and I understand that why it was terrible and offensive and I now know not to say it again I hope they don't just like brush that over because I do think that you know when when things like this happen like it's important not just to say like say no to racism it's important to say why and why it matters and so to use things like this um as like moments for teaching and reflection could be something powerful unless we just say like no he's really great on the pitch so it doesn't matter which sucks yes lots of people say i don't care what he's like off the pitch as long as he scores on the pitch but he's come over saying the right things hasn't he he wants to make a fresh start and all that sort of thing Uh, yeah but that's about him (laughs) like oh no he says he's made mistakes in the past yeah, but like I've made mistakes in the past. Like, 
you know, I definitely should not have dyed my hair purple when I was 14. That was a mistake. But, like, that didn't hurt anyone else. Turned down Yale. Um, yeah. Like, that was a mistake. But, like, also it maybe didn't offend anyone except for Yale. Like, there's a different – there's, like, a scale. There's, like, a mistake spectrum. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind where, like, I think you have to go a little further than saying, like, I've made mistakes in the past. I think you have to say, like, I said this really shitty thing. It was bad. I'm sorry for this very specific mistake. Yes, I think you're probably right. Rather yeah. than sort of I don't know. No, I think you're right. Rather than a sort of general platitude of, oh, I can... Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you're like, right. Yeah, because that could cover a multitude. That could be like, oh, my God, I made this, like, I got this tattoo and it was really bad and I, you know, probably should get it lasered away sometime in the future. Yeah, exactly. Where did you get the tattoo? Oh, it's a, I don't um, regret mine at all. It's actually a picture of uh, Toby Alderweireld and it covers my entire back and I think it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, mine's mine's great. No mistake there. I never got one. I really should have done. I actually do have a couple, but they're sadly no Tobys. No, I wanted Not to get the, uh, the Black Flag three rectangles logo, but I was always too scared to go in and ask. Why? Because uh, I, I, I do had that, I just had that feeling of it's going to be there forever. It will be there forever. It really, really, really will. And I wasn't that massive a Black Flag fan, but I did like the logo. Oh, you really shouldn't. Oh, that's, <laughs> don't do that. But I did like his logo, so I thought, mm. No, not, no. Anyway, we've had Black Flag and Renny and Renata. This isn't the podcast for the teenagers anymore, is can it? We, can we do a, um, like a poll on Twitter of what your tattoo should be and let people vote? Yes, you can tweet us at Man on the Post and tell us um, what your favourite tattoo would be. Okay, and then it, the, if one gets like, how many votes does it have to get for you to actually get the tattoo? For me to get the tattoo? <laughs> nice no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Why? I think this is such a good... Um, like publicity idea i think this is great we're gonna do it get man of the post tattooed on my forehead or something yes listeners (laughs) if you retweet this podcast a hundred times then chris will get a man on the post tattoo it's gonna happen it's real yes and then all those send ross a whatsapp message to definitely keep this and all those hundred listeners have to come around my house and explain to my wife why there's no food (laughs) on the table because i've spent money on a tattoo It's going to be so good. <laughs> right. Before I end up actually getting a tattoo, should we talk about the World Cup qualifiers? Okay, great. Good. Yes. Um, we'll start in Africa because that was where I got to first. Okay. Um, Group A uh, was Guinea 3, Libya 2. Uh, Nami Kaito, did you see his goal? Have you seen anything from this at all? Uh, so I um, could not find a streaming for this because the same people who retweet your tattoo are going to have to teach me how to stream. So I watched all the... Um, any of the highlights I can find. Basically, I go on the FIFA app and find out what the results are. Then I go on YouTube and put that result in. And you normally find a three-minute highlight package somewhere. Yeah, but then you're not watching the whole game. You're doing what I just did. Yeah, well, that's all right. You can do that. All right. Who's got time to watch 100 <laughs> games during World Cup qualifying week? And I, wish I don't I know. I haven't that. started school yet. <laughs> it was Giggity 3, Libby 2. Nabi Kaita and Mr. Penalty but scored a rather scrumptious goal first. Yeah, goal. that was like, oh, that was good. I hope he does that next season for us. <laughs> no, he can only do that once a year, actually. It's in his contract. Okay. Uh, they hit the bar three times as well, and they were 2 0 up till the last couple of minutes, weren't they? Yeah, this was seemed like it would have been a very exciting game to actually watch the full 90, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, well, I think you'd probably watch the first 10, skip a bit, and switch on for the last five. <laughs> it was like, um, was it that Man City game last week? 
Yes. Like you could sort of take a nap during a large chunk of it. <laughs> uh, I don't think it helps in an awful amount because I think Guinea is still sort of struggling to catch up with uh, with others around them, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, I think in a lot of these, like, goal differential is really going to play a, make a difference. Oh, I think so. Uh, not in Group B, though, where Nigeria beat Cameroon 4-0 today. Uh, Kaylee Yainacho scored, and it means that Nigeria now top on nine points, Cameroon are second on two points. Oof. And Cameroon traditionally have been really strong, no? Well, they have. They, I mean, they meet each other again on Monday, but I don't know. You kind of think, I, I don't know what the qualification system is in Africa, whether the first one goes through or two go through or something like that, or whether there's a, um, a playoff or something. But Nigeria are looking a whole lot stronger at them. But you're right, Nigeria, yeah. Cameroon are normally pretty good, and they're AFCON champions, aren't they? Yeah, and so I was doing a little bit of reading about um, the African qualifiers, and obviously there's a... There's a history of he- here of FIFA not giving Africa its due. You know, they, they had in the past um, only one team qualifying between all of Africa, Asia, and Australia, which is ridiculous. And after mm. that, they had to play a qualifier between them and a European team to even get in. And, you know, they definitely are, are still lobbying for more um, more places, but... It would be nice to see them have more teams qualify because we see such great players and such talent. And then, um, you know, the, the Afghan that when we watch the African Confederations Cup, they're so good, and then we sort of never get to see them again. Well, this is why I'm in favour of the expansion of the World Cup because yeah. you do see teams like this. I think it's been a bit snobby that some people just automatically come around and go, "Oh, that's no good." I do think the expansion of the World Cup means we'll see more of these. We'll see more, and it also give them a chance to get more playtime and exposure. Yeah, and it keeps some of these teams more interested in the fact that more yeah. of them are going to go to the World Cup. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Nigeria currently top on that group. Then it's Cameroon uh, on two points, um, Zambia, and then Algeria bringing up the rear from there on a point each. Uh, group C, um, Gabon versus the, Afri- versus the Ivory Coast. Uh, that is tomorrow at five o'clock. Uh, that's I'm quite... expecting Didier Drogba to score all the goals for the Ivory Coast. Oh, that would be nice. And Aboumiang scoring all <laughs> for them. That's first v second at the moment. Uh, Morocco drew nil nil earlier on today against Mali to move the chance to overtake uh, Gabon into second place. Uh, Group E has happened. That is um, uh, Uganda beat Egypt one nil. Yeah, that was that was a huge surprise. Yeah. Right. That was that was a very big. I mean, that whole group is a big surprise because you had Ghana draw with Congo today. You think how good Ghana normally are? Yeah, uh, they're third in the group. You got Uganda top on seven points, Egypt second on six, um, and it was no fluke either. Uganda played really well in that game. Emmanuel Okwi was the winner, uh, and then you got Ghana on two and Congo on one. I mean, it's shocking on both sides. You know, Egypt usually uh, tops. The, the at least the group no problem hmm. um and uganda just came out of nowhere for me at least yeah i mean we might be missing massive hipsters or something on this but for me they're, they're not the sort of team i generally think of when <laughs> right. things to somebody's, football. somebody's gonna comment like you guys are missing so much amazing ugandan football and again it's because we can't watch it on the stream yeah this is our fault rather than anybody else <laughs> uh, group D today um, Cape Verde Islands beat South Africa 2-1 Cape Verde are pretty good because I think a lot of the time they've got oh no it's 83 minutes gone and they're winning 2-1 sorry that match is obviously going to end 10-8 to 
there's so much time left. Uh, well, Burkina Faso are top on that group. They play Senegal tomorrow. They're on four points, as are South Africa. Um, Cape Verde, the qualified for African nations before, they've got a lot of Portuguese offshoot players. Yeah. Um, I think someone like Nanny or someone was born on the Cape Verde Islands. Nanny was. was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Someone else was as well, that it's not coming to me right now. But yeah. Um, yeah. And what's nice, though, is the same with like, you know, Algeria and France and Mozambique as well, is that now we're seeing, whereas before players would have been playing for um, France, we're seeing players actually choose to play for their African clubs, which is a nice thing. Yeah. Riyad Mahrez, I think, is one, isn't he? Yep. Algeria. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so that's how Africa is looking. So we're going to hop on our plane and flap our wings over to Asia. My God, this is the least jet lag I've ever been. <laughs> we're going to go everywhere, don't worry. <laughs> there was a story once about Paul Gascoigne, who uh, he was living in Italy at the time, and his friend in Newcastle rang him up, and he's saying how he couldn't get a job or something at the minute. So Paul said, why don't you come out and see me in Italy? Uh, I'll pay for your flight and everything, which was very kind of him. Um, but as a practical joke... He bought this man a flight from England over to Italy, uh, but made sure that he, this guy travelled on all six continents before he actually <gasps> arrived in Italy. <laughs> That's so mean, Gaza. <laughs> it took him a week to get there. Oh. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'd love to be as mischievous as that. <laughs> <laughs> and have that much money. And have that much money, yeah. Uh, okay, Asia, Group A. Um, China beat Uzbekistan 1-0. Uh, it was a... Uh, I wrote a dive. Um, it was a penalty after... I think it was a competition of who didn't want to score, because I remember watching the highlights of this, <laughs> and everyone was doing their best not to. Um, I can't remember the incident. Was this the one where it was a shirt pull? I don't think it Guys, was. Guys, that's the, that's the opposite of the point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I think they read the wrong... Uh... The wrong instructions. Oh, it was horrendous. It was it was like watching me play on Wednesday night. <laughs> no, you're supposed to put the ball into the net. In. Yeah. It's like not avoid. It's like my me playing snooker or something. <laughs> um, so the China beat them one nil. Uh, China are oh, one, two, three, four. They're sixth at the moment. They're having a very good qualification. Syria beat Qatar three one. Yay! Mm, I know. In a match played in Malaysia. Um, and Qatar will be the first team to host a World Cup, having never qualified for a previous one. Uh, did you see somebody wrote an article about whether FIFA should allow should should switch Qatar, and not even for its just myriad of human rights abuses, but because of that? It's like now that now everything's piling up. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'm quite pleased it's gone to the Middle East and to a Muslim country because I think how powerful football is out there. But yes, but you've got to pick your country carefully. Ridiculous. Haven't you? Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. Do you know what? I I had this debate with the lady at work, the Beijing Olympics in 2008. I didn't watch because of the human rights abuses mm-hmm. in China. China, yeah. Uh, and I suggested that all those play, all the athletes that went out there were massive hypocrites, and she got very upset at me. You know, I think it's very hard for the athletes because a lot of them, like, this is their only chance, and this is how they make... You know, it's not just them, it's their families. And I do understand that, especially the ones that aren't like, you know, David Beckham. Mm. Um, I think for the, for the David Beckhams, it would be a lot easier and make a bigger statement than just, you know, nameless swimmer number 75. Um, because if nameless swimmer 75 doesn't go, it's barely, I was going to say drop in the bucket, ha ha swimmer. Um, 
it doesn't really make an impact. And also it affects that, that athlete disproportionately, but this is where we need like a, 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 a Gareth Bale and Ronaldo and Didier Drogba to step up and with the power that comes with like that kind of fame and that kind of money make a statement because it's not really going to matter if it's like, I don't, I don't even know who's like sort of fourth in line for the Malta goalkeeper position right now, but like that person isn't going to be able mm. to really affect any, any change, but like how powerful would it be if, um, I don't know if Harry Kane said, you know what, I don't feel comfortable going to play in Qatar because, like, gay people are also Russia. You know what? Fuck this. I don't feel comfortable (laughs) going to play in Russia because gay people are being executed. And that's not okay with me. Well, I think someone did ask Cristiano Ronaldo about this um, and he walked out the interview. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, sounds about right. But it, it, look, it's really hard. I can't, I cannot put myself in that situation. Hmm. Um, but it's a, it's, it's huge. You know, we're giving these countries massive amounts of validation and power. And so we're giving them, we're giving what they do validation and what they're doing is really dangerous. Oh, no, I agree with you entirely. But, yes, I mean, you know, I suppose you don't judge people until you walk a, a mile in their shoes over things like right. this, I suppose. Or in their cleats, I guess. Yeah. Um, South Korea drew 0-0 with Iran. Uh, and at the moment, Iran are top on 20 points. South Korea... Yeah, I will say 30. I was excited about that. But, like, you know, we Spurs flight players and fans really need um, Sun to win a medal. Because, again, we need him to He's not, not get have to go Spurs. back for... <laughs> no, it has to be for Korea. <laughs> Because he's he needs to be uh, he needs to either win a medal or he needs to go back for mandatory military like oh, yes. years. And so I was a little upset by this, even though like good for Iran, but otherwise like come on, now's the time. And there's lots of missile banter in the area at the moment. Oh, just banter. That's all it is. Someone put a tweet out last week saying, "Why does North Korea hate the sea so much?" <laughs> <laughs> They don't like fish. No. What can I tell you? Uh, so the top two go through and the 13 goes through to playoffs. So Iran are top on 20, South Korea 13, Uzbekistan on uh, 12 despite that loss. Syria are three points behind them on nine now. Um, Tuesday this week, uh, Iran plays Syria. Who do the Americans cheer for there? Um, the United States, yes. obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Qatar play uh, China. Gosh, that's a... <laughs> Ro, that's uh there's just so much diplomacy happening <laughs> yeah. in that region. <laughs> wow. Uh okay, uh group B, uh Australia. It didn't go well for I've them. never heard of them. If you know. I don't I don't know who that is. Yeah, no. They're a team that's not as good as cricket as we are. <laughs> they once beat off beat us in a uh, fifth place qualifying match. Oh, they so, did, didn't they? Was that for what was that? 2006? It was really sad and upsetting. I cried. Did you? Did you? I did. I cried a lot. I can imagine. Yeah, but I have an Uruguayan cousin who lives in Australia now, and sometimes he sends me pictures of the giant spiders that live in his bathroom. And so, yeah, yeah. even though Australians seem like lovely people, I can never go there. Now, Bruno Fornaroli is Uruguayan playing in Australia. Yeah, and I can't visit. I just can't. 
No, my, I've got cousins that live in Perth, and it's basically just snakes and spiders and <laughs> things that just want to eat you. Why anybody yes. want to set foot in Australia is beyond me. No, those are spiders that want to kill you, and they can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm glad we agree on this. <laughs> uh, well, look, Australia went to Japan, and uh, they lost 2-0, unfortunately. Um, they did. They hit the post at 0-0 Australia did, but... <laughs> Uh, Takama Sano beat the offside trap and Yuzuki with a uh, with a rather glorious smash, wasn't it? So I think they need Tim Cahill back. Uh, was he not there? Playing? Mm. Really? How old is Tim Cahill now? He's still playing in the A-League last season. Get out of here. Yeah. What's he playing? Let's have a look. Yeah, he was playing for... Who was he playing for? He's playing for... He's playing for one of the Melbourne clubs, I think. Let's have a look. He used to play in the MLS for the Metro Stars. He did. Yeah, uh, he did. Tim Cahill was a 70th minute substitute. <gasps> wow. He's a striker wearing number four. There you go. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He came on. Good for Tim Cahill. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're looking in trouble. Uh, Thailand lost to Iraq 2-1. Uh, Iraq took the lead. Um with the volley from Justin Aziz and a penalty. Oh, this was the shirt pull. There was a very, very slight penalty shirt pull, which nobody appealed for, but the referee gave. And the Thai players looked sort of... Stunned. Perplexed at what had happened. (laughs) Uh, It's looking quite iffy for Australia now. They play Thailand next week. Saudi Arabia play Japan. um, And you've got Japan top on 17, Saudi Arabia on 16, and they're the two automatic qualifiers. Then you've got Australia in the... uh, Playoff place on sixteen points. You kind of, well, they kind of want Japan to do them a favour, I suppose, don't they? Oh. Or, or Japan, Saudi Arabia to draw, and Australia beat Thailand, who are bottom. Yeah, these are all very iffy situations. Mm. Um, it's funny, isn't it, Australia? They moved to the AFC to avoid the annual or the sort of perennial <laughs> playoff against the South Americans. Right, team. and look what happened. Didn't really uh, go the way as planned. No, exactly. Uh, right, let's move over to CONCACAF. Let's get closer to your home, shall we? Ooh, let's do it. Okay. Oh, there's a good one tonight, isn't there? There is. Uh, this is USA versus Costa Rica. Yeah. 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 I nearly said that in some kind of Calypso voice then, Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't. Um, oh, next time that's going to happen. I'm going to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow Mexico play Panama, don't they? Yeah. No, these are both really good because Costa Rica and Panama are, are like... I don't, I'm trying to make a good... I have no good analogy. They're getting good, is what I was going to say in a creative way. Well, Costa Rica got to the quarterfinals last time, didn't they? There's only mm-hmm. penalties they lost to um, Holland on. And, and they have Taylor Navas, who is phenomenal. Do they still have Brian Ruiz? They do. He's 100 and still going strong. <laughs> kind of like Tim Cahill. Yeah. Next, they got Polo Wonchop or someone still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you see these ones going, then? Um, these are, oh, how do I see these two going? Um, I think Mexico is going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could see, I think the U.S. have been a lot better under Bruce Arena. Um, however, this is not going to be an easy win. So this one, although I, I feel like the U.S. is going to win, um, I would not be surprised either way. And again, it's very good for the U.S. to have difficult qualifiers because unlike in other confederations, 
you know, it's not that hard to win against, I'm sorry, people, but, like, it's not hard to win against Haiti and, and Canada. Oh, Canada have got um, Alfonso Davis. They do, and he is incredible, and he is one player. He is one player, but I did see his name with the word Liverpool next to it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and I, had, I had my yeah. fingers crossed. I think I saw even my name with the word Liverpool <laughs> next to it a few days ago, so don't get that excited. Annoyingly, the year of his birth starts with a two as well. Oh, he has such an amazing story, though. He was born in a refugee camp. That's right. Is he from Africa, is he? Yeah, he's a baby. He's so little. I know. I watched him a little bit of him during the Gold Cup, and he looks really, really quick. I know. Oh, he's... He's so fast, and he's so, it's like the ball is Velcroed to his foot with those turns. He's so good. Yes, I just hope he doesn't become a Freddie Adu. I hope, I'm still sad Freddie Adu became a Freddie Adu. I am as well, actually. I remember watching his very, very first game in DC United, and the whole stadium like stood on its feet, and this poor kid is like 15 and has the weight of the country on his little shoulders. I know. I hope this. That's guy not fair. No, I hope this guy doesn't have the same thing. Yeah. Me too. How do you think America Costa Rica is going to get on this? Uh, I mean, like, I'm sorry, countrymen, but I I would kind of want Costa Rica to take this one. They're doing really well, and I'd be excited for them. You want them? I do. I mean, look, I, you know, you know that I am Uruguayan in my, in my footballing heart. If Donald Trump listens to this podcast, you better start packing your bags. He can do a lot of things to himself that I am probably not allowed to say on here in case your (laughs) nephew, Jared, is listening. So (laughs) I will not say them. I won't. Fair enough. And besides, Donald Trump probably thinks that football is like a socialist plot to, (laughs) you know, ruin his his hats or something. Fair enough. Okay, so Mexico top on 14 points, Costa Rica 11, uh, USA 8, Panama 7. So what happens here? Is it a certain number go through, or how does that work? Yeah, I think it's top... I don't even know! I don't even know! See, I'm not even excited about this, about conca coughing. Um, I want to tell you it's the first four go through, and then the last one plays the qualifier against South America. Okay. Um, right, before we come on to Comnibol, we'll go to... Hop on that plane again. We'll go to New Zealand. So fun! Everything I would go there. No spiders there, just sheep. Yeah, uh, well, unless you've seen a film called Black Sheep, then you wouldn't want to go there. Oh, I don't want to watch that. It's about zombie sheep. Very, very funny, but... Oh, no. No, no. Um, Nothing bad seems to happen in New Zealand. I mean, they have earthquakes and things, but it seems a very nice, calm, relaxing place, doesn't it? Yeah, just like flights of the Concords and uh, beautiful, beautiful places. Yeah, it's full of hobbits as well. Yeah. (laughs) Well, look, so when he wasn't the Hobbit, he's a very, very tall Chris Wood who scored a hat-trick today as New Zealand beat the Solomon Islands 6-1 in the Oceanic League playoff. Oh. Um, he scored some good goals. There was a free kick for his third. Uh, his second was a lovely little lob over the keeper, but the defending from the Solomon Islands. I've, I wrote Solomon Islands defending and drew a sad face next to it. I know. The Solomon Islands are, are one of my um, just my, my minnows that I wish I could hug. Yes. Uh, like, but, it's just not fair. <laughs> well, they have a reverse fixture on Tuesday. Now, they've got an away goal. Can you see them winning 5-0? Yes. I'm yes, I can. Me too. I tweeted something the other day about how we should all just start saying really nice things about <laughs> Gibraltar and the Faroe Islands, and we should do the same thing for the Solomon Islands. Oh, we should. I'd love to see Lionel Messi walk out in a qualifier in Solomon Islands. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, look. Speaking of Lionel Messi, let's yes. 
Let's hop over the Pacific to Comnable because. Let's do it. Um, oh, you made Mario Riccardi sad. I wanted Mario. I, I wanted. Well, I wanted you to win, obviously, but I did want Mario Riccardi to score. Okay, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. So, are we in Montevideo now? Uh, where was the game played? In Montevideo. Okay, so we're in Montevideo. Great. So we're a couple blocks from my grandparents' apartment. It's a really cold night. Um, I am all the way in Manhattan um, drinking and shaking with nerves. Um, and I was actually really okay with this draw. Um, I was okay with a, with everything except for Luis Suarez's um, foul. And now I'm waiting to see if he'll be retroactively punished for it. Oh, they didn't show that in the highlights. What happened? Oh, he tackled Otamendi and, like, went into his, I'm showing you with my foot, like the side of his shin, sort of in between shin and calf. He likes a band, doesn't he, as Luis Suarez? Yeah, he really does. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm waiting to see what happens with that one. But otherwise, I thought the pace was really, like, you know, there were sort of moments where Argentina got had control, but otherwise we set the pace and the tone. I thought that Naitan Yandes, who's one of my favorites and played so well with the under-20s and with Peñarol, had the chance to be integrated into this team, which was wonderful. Um, it was great to see Cáceres back. He's always one of my favorites. I love him. Um, and so it was like the chance to play together as a team, reintegrate everybody you know, going into this next round of qualifiers, nobody did anything ridiculous or stupid or fought or got a red card or like, you know, spit at anybody, which is what I was super anxious about. Bite anybody. <laughs> Shush, nobody got injured. <laughs> um, and, um, and we, you know, a tie against Argentina is nothing to sniff about, I think. So now going, you know, Paraguay played phenomenally. So going up against Paraguay last week, I would have said, okay, now going up against Paraguay, I don't know what's going to happen. Shit, I just thought about that. Okay, I'm nervous again. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Subbing Luis Suarez off for Christian Stuani is um, an interesting move. Uh, Yeah, by interesting, you mean what the fuck? Um, Look, Hi, Jared. Um, oh, God. Oh, Jared, I am so sorry. Jared, Ross, can you edit that out? That's the worst. Um, uh, yeah, so Suarez got a little, you know, he wasn't supposed to play. He still was supposed to have a week and a half left of um, recovery time after that injury. Mm-hmm. So I think that was more of like, let's rewrap him up in cotton and bubble wrap and not let anything happen to him. Um, but S20 is really frustrating. Um We've seen him do totally spectacular things. And then at Middlesbrough, he, like, had done great things and then had this season of, like, nothing. Like, really nothing. Um, and and I think that we see this in Uruguay, that the way that these guys play on their club teams really affects the way they play on their national team. And so that happened. And so I'd like to see him play well, but no, he's never going to be... Like, we're never going to watch him come on for Suarez and say, like, oh, good. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> um, what gave you your heart in your mouth more? Was it the Suarez lob or the Godin offside goal? Oh, the Godin 
offside goal, I jumped up onto my bar. So my roommate, who loves me but doesn't like soccer, so she was with me, was like, it's a goal. And I was like, oh, no, it's not. She was like, why? It went in. And I was like, I, I don't know how to explain the offside rule and also <laughs> control my feelings at the same time. I am so upset. Um, then when Suarez went down clutching his leg, I was like, this is it. Life is over. Uh, <laughs> like, it's that's it. And then... Um, the angle that I think being sports is what they were showing the angle that they showed um, the Argentina ball sort of go like, Oh, right around Musleto's net. I thought it went in and I, that my stomach, like my heart was, I think near my feet. It was so those three moments I think for me were the worst, but it was okay because then we tied and life was able to go on until the next match. I did right. Um, uh, good defending by both teams, and then in brackets plus Otamendi. <laughs> yeah, because that's shocking, right? It rarely happens. Otamendi was Otamendi. Yeah, he. Yeah. How is he in that team ahead of Javi Mascherano? How is Fazio in that uh, team ahead of Javi Mascherano? Fazio was he? Keep, I mean, I know he played, but like, did he do anything? No. No. How did how did Icardi play? Because I do really like him. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. The thing is. I don't think anyone on either team had standout moments. Right. Right. Really, no. I mean, really no one, actually, thinking about it. Um, uh, You know, Biglia had that one chance. It went wide. Um, Godin had the not goal. Um, Musleta had, yeah, really, like, this was just, everybody was sort of playing. Um Mercado had some really stupid, like, I thought he was going to get another card moment, like needed to rein it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, this like nobody was either super impressive or super terrible. Okay. Uh, elsewhere, we got Venezuela nil, Colombia nil. Um, so happy for Venezuela. They got a point. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really, I mean, you know, Venezuela is a disaster right now, like a real humanitarian disaster and i think for a team to play through that is so impressive yes very much so all oh, the 2030 shirts before your game as well are quite yeah nice. <laughs> yeah I'd it's like funny i looked up it like took me a second i looked up i was like that's not your number what are you doing <laughs> oh, okay good job i would like that to happen <laughs> yeah me too I, you know you get a lot of people saying like we don't have the infrastructure for it most of the team, most of the games are going to be played in Argentina, and we hate each other so much. Like nobody will travel. You know what? We'll figure that out. We've got time. Yeah, definitely. Um, Arturo Vidal, he had a good game, didn't he? he uh, oh Chile's... my god, what a beautiful goal! Good job. <laughs> well, Chile lost three 0 to Paraguay. Not only was it, he score a uh, more for the teenagers, a dead walker a really... in the ninety-one cup final <laughs> own goal, but he it gave was a away really the difficult goal. I have to say, he gave away the free kick, didn't he? <laughs> What is, uh, can I just say, if it was going to be anyone, I wanted it to be either Gonzalo Jara or Arturo Vidal, so I was not unhappy about it. Sorry, I hope Adam Brandon isn't listening, but, uh, yeah. He was very lucky not to have got sent off for that foul for the free kick he scored the end goal from, wasn't he? It was just a disaster. I mean, he, this was like a flame out of a match for him. Like, this was everything going wrong. Yeah. Um... Right, you no, that's that's that was a question that was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I was just going to say it was uh, a deflection for the second, and then as they sort of lost the ball um, in the Paraguay area, and Paraguay nipped up the other end and scored. Yeah, Paraguay 
again, like now I'm nervous, mm-hmm. but well done. They really, they did not let, Ch- they saw weaknesses and, and leapt on them and didn't let Chile come up for air. No. Um, Peru 2, Bolivia 1. Right, what does, I know you're going to, please don't laugh at me for this. I, I will and I'm really excited. Dios es fiel mean? God is faith. D-I-O-S, new word, God E-S. Is. And then F-I-O-L. F-I-O-L? Or F-I-E-L. Let me my handwriting. Faith. Fish. Fish. No. <laughs> no, but that is my new favorite thing. God is fish. Is <laughs> maybe. What did you say? No, faith. Oh, like, okay. Like you gotta have, in the words of George Michael. Okay, fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> one of the Bolivian players, he lifted a t-shirt up and it said that one. <laughs> And you were like, God, is fish. That's so weird. I don't understand. <laughs> it was a superb lob, though. I mean, I don't know they lost, but morally they won with a lob like that. <laughs> and a t-shirt like that. And a t-shirt like that. Um, Brazil to Ecuador nil. Um, William and Palinia went close before the first goal, which was Palinia, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but come on. This is all about Coutinho for you, isn't it? Well, he's injured. I don't know how he managed to play so well. Uh, I... <laughs> This is, you know what, this is a South American thing, though, and maybe other other places as well. But we saw this with Suarez. Like, if they come back, like, they're injured, but this is where it matters. They will come back to play for their national teams. Also, I forgot to mention, but I'm mentioning it now, Messi was supposed to be suspended for this match and two others. Just putting it out there. Oh, they let him off, didn't they? Yes, they did. Oh, that was nice, though. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, going into the next round of fixtures, Brazil are top on 36 points, then Colombia 25, Uruguay 24, uh, Chile 23. Now, Argentina are also on 23 points, but they're in the playoff place on goal difference. And yeah, got... but the, anyone could take this one. I mean, I think, what is it? How many points separate Brazil and Ecuador? Like eight? Brazil and Ecuador is 16. Yeah. But, bet- but between Colombia and Ecuador is five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is super tight. Yeah. What have you got next week? Oh, it's the Uruguay derby, isn't it? You've got yeah, Paraguay it versus Uruguay. <laughs> As George Bush once said, the Guays. The Guays. The Guays yes. are playing. How do the Guays feel about each other? Oh, we like each other. We're we're like the little fish. Didn't you go to war with each other and then all the men, population of the men were killed or something about well, 100 years ago? Well, first of all, men suck. And <laughs> I don't know if you read Lysistrata, but like who needs them? And second of all... Um, that was so long ago that we all hate other people more than we hate each other, and that's really what matters. I just remember a statistic of like 300 men left in the population that had to help repopulate the country. <laughs> Poor them. I'm sure Poor they them. felt really good about their jobs. <laughs> okay, guys. Shucks, if we have to. <laughs> uh, so you've got the Uruguay derby. You've got uh, Argentina at home to Venezuela, which you would imagine would be a home banker, I suppose, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah. Uh, and, in and, around... and again... They were not supposed to have Messi, but they do. Mm-hmm. And I just will not even elaborate on how I feel about that. I think they might win without Messi. Oh. <laughs> Colombia versus Brazil might be a good one because Colombia are by no means secure in um, second place, are they? Yeah, Colombia have... This is, I think, especially because they didn't win last night. Um, this could feel like a must-win or tie for Colombia. Okay, and then lastly of all, uh, well, Chile got to go to Bolivia, haven't they? Which is no bean feet. Ooh, I know, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Well, because Chile, this, last night was ridiculous for Chile. Like everything else went in their favor. Everyone who needed to lose lost, including them. 
except for them. And Chile, Paraguay, I think, until it actually happened, everyone expected Chile to win with no problem. So now going to Bolivia, they've just made it so much harder for themselves. Mm-hmm. And again, I won't say how I feel about that, but like, you know, displeased is uh, not the word that I would use. <laughs> and just to anyone's unsure, it's um, very, very hard to play football in Bolivia because it's about 300 miles above sea level, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, usually, again, they're going to go early so they get their players used to the the altitude. But um, and depending on where their players are coming from, there is altitude in Chile. So it's it, it could be a little easier on them than it than it is on some others but it is bolivia counts on la paz mm-hmm. um as being like their 12th man fair enough and he's a great one to have yeah of all the 12 men you want that's the one yeah okay right let's uh, jet set across to europe then because there's some games finished tonight san marino nil northern Ireland and three that was nil nil at half time that was oh who scored who scored it was Robbie Keane. not for northern Ireland, you wouldn't oh so, oh god sorry dave uh, McGinnis, I don't know who McGinnis is, and then two uh, that scored. That's two a them. drink. Yeah, then one for Stephen Davies. They scored. F- gosh, they did very well. San Marino didn't let anything in until the seventieth minute. You know what? The, I'll give them that. That's a win for them. Good job. I, I'd imagine it was Lithuania yeah. nil, Scotland three, uh, Malta nil, England four. So that was uh, that was zero zero the last time I checked. Well, that was one nil. A hurricane scored in the fifty third minute. <gasps> Yay! Tottenham get a point. And it took us all the way through to. The 85th minute to get our second one. And then From? Ryan Burke. Second... Okay, good job. Danny Welbeck in the first minute of injury time. And then Harry Kane again. <gasps> you know what? Two points for Tottenham. That's all I care about. It's September. Also, congratulations. September, <laughs> so he'll start scoring. Oh, my God. <gasps> he waited until September 1st. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then the the slow derby it was Slovakia 1, Slovenia 0. Slovakia won Slovenia. Oh, okay. Oh, that's always a good one, actually, to watch. That's the countries where they keep getting confused. People get confused. Yeah, but those are always a really good hashtag. That's slow v slow. Yeah. <laughs> I went on holiday to Slovenia once, and everyone's convinced they went to um, Czechoslovakia. Oh. <laughs> uh, yesterday in Europe, Group A, um, Bulgaria 3, Sweden 2, France 4, Holland 0. Uh, Antoine Griezmann with a lovely little 1-2 oh. with Giroud. Lamar's God, you see that one? Yes. Yes. That was what just... do you think about this Holland team? This is this 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 sort of slow um like downfall of the Dutch is is a little sad. I heard someone say that it's been coming for quite some time. I'm... That's how it feels, right? Like it like they've just been I don't know, falling apart in the last couple years well it does but they got to the world cup final in 2010 didn't they and they got to the semi-finals last time didn't they um i'm just trying to find out remember that world cup final was when everybody started saying like they're not playing their football you know that was like the the sort of dirty oh yes that was the nigel de jong wasn't it right and and after that maybe that was the beginning i don't know so who did they have last night? They they had uh, no. They had their their people. They really did. Vincent Janssen. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, who did they have playing for them? They had Timothy Foster Mensah playing for them. Daily Bint, Kevin Strootman, Gigi Wijnaldum, Wesley Schneider. I mean, these are Arjen great Robin. players. Yeah. It's not a matter of of 
of players, I don't think. Das Boss. That was almost a German movie about U-boats, wasn't it? <laughs> I think that's Das Boot, or is that the <laughs> book? I'm confused. <laughs> I did see a band one. Oh, no, it was on Phoenix Nights. There was a band called Das Booty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, they've, uh, they are in fourth at the moment. France are on 16, Sweden 13, Bulgaria 12, and then Holland yeah. are on 10 points. Holland played Bulgaria, so they're going to try and claw their way back into it. But France have got Luxembourg and Sweden are away at Belarus. So you'd you'd think that they're still playing catch-up by a very long way, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I say that as if England was some powerhouse and it takes them 53 minutes to score against Malta. It just takes them a couple Harry Potters. It does. It does. Uh, I mean, Harry Potter's. What's wrong with me? See, he is a wizard. <laughs> He's a wizard. Uh, group B, Portugal, five fair ones. One. Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, That's, that volley. Yeah, but you know what? It took him three whole minutes, so it's not, it's whatever. It doesn't count. Oh, that was gorgeous there, wasn't it? <laughs> it was fine. You know what? Whatever. The Faroe Islands got a goal. Why aren't we talking about that? Oh, they did. They made it 2-1 as well, didn't they? Yes. It wasn't a consolation. Oh, my God. I was so excited. I tweeted to my father, the Faroe Islands got a goal, so anything is possible. And he replied back saying, where are the Faroe Islands? <laughs> Didn't Argentina invade those 30 years ago? <laughs> no, come on. We're Uruguayan. We know. Hungary <laughs> <laughs> uh, 3, Latvia 1. Um, and Switzerland 3, Andorra 0. Uh, did you see the weather in Switzerland? <gasps> did you see them pushing, pushing water out of the way? Yeah. You couldn't yeah, play a pass on the ground, did you? No. <laughs> this was in San Gallen in Switzerland. It looked like that looked like um like a curling match when the ice melted a little bit. Oh, it looked great, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh now Switzerland are on twenty one points, Portugal eighteen, Hungary on ten. So Hungary played Portugal uh on Sunday and Latvia played Switzerland. So Portugal and Switzerland could be out of sight come Sunday night. Oh my god, that'd be so exciting. Yeah. Group H was where the goals were, though. Um, Belgium, nine. Gibraltar, nil. I, this one broke my heart. What broke your heart more? I mean, it didn't start great, did it, with Dries Mertens going straight through the keeper's hands. That one. The post. That one. <laughs> and then they just kept hammering poor, poor Gibraltar. I did, yeah, deflection for the second. That Lukaku header for the third was very good, wasn't it? That was sort of a I pinpoint mean, header from three yards out. It just felt like... I mean, I was watching on my couch, and it felt like even I had a hat trick at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it just, I remember when I first started playing football, there was a rule, because we were little, that if any team scored, I think, like, six, you had to stop scoring until the other team got one. Mm-hmm. It felt like that. <laughs> uh, Actually. Axel Witzel had an eventful evening, didn't he? He scored what? that bicycle he scored that ama- I mean, that was stunning. That was that fantastic. That was an incredible goal. That was, that was acrobatic and amazing, and then he sort of lost his head over it. Yeah, the only way he can improve on that is by getting sent off for a straight red. And he did it! <laughs> and you know what? You know, at first I was like, all right, whatever, but they, they go against Greece next, and maybe that'll actually do something that might make a little bit of a... Might even it out a bit. Yeah, well, Greece drew nil-nil against Estonia. Um, Cyprus, Bosnia was where it was at as well. Bosnia were two nil up in this game, weren't they? I so... always say that when people are like, you know, where's the action? I'm like, you know what? Get out of New York. The action is Cyprus and Bosnia. <laughs> uh, that's in. Um, that was Edin Vizsla and Tony Sunjic with 
an assist from Arsenal's Kolasinic, who didn't start the game on Sunday. Oh. Against Liverpool. And <coughs> Vincent LeBan scored an absolute cracker for Cyprus as they came back into it. And it was a rather squiffy little deflection for the winner for Cyprus as well. So poor Asmir Begovic, he loses with Bosnia and has lost all his games at Bournemouth. <laughs> Poor man. So you've got Belgium on top on 19 points, Greece on 13, Bosnia 11, Cyprus 10. So next round you've got uh, Greece versus Belgium, as you said. Cyprus are away at Estonia, uh, and Bosnia have a bit of a chance to catch up because they're away at Gibraltar. Oh, come on, Gibraltar. You could do it. Again, I think they should just call up Ava Carnero. Just her? Yeah. Who treats her if she gets injured? Oh, not Jose Mourinho. No. Um, I quite like Bosnia to do it. I mean, they were sort of hipsters' choice at the last World Cup, but they've got a real good squad there, Pjanic and Dzeko and so on and so forth. I know. I just, you know, I feel bad for Gibraltar. Why? Because they seem lovely. They seem like like great people. Their goalie gave everybody a hug, and they have a very short goalie too. It's not fair. No, I once, my local reserve team when I was a boy, uh, the goalkeeper was tiny, and you could lob him even if he stood on the goal line. And he's the angriest, shortest man you've ever seen. Oh, well, this goalie was hugging people. Oh, that's kind. I know. Like a Gibraltar Shilove. Yeah, Yes, except he didn't score any goals. <laughs> um, okay, so that brings us to the end of our little roundup. You've enjoyed that world tour? Oh, my goodness. I wish I'd stopped to take pictures. Well, the good thing is you get a chance to do it again next week. Oh. I hope I survive next week. Uh, yes, well, there's going to be more qualifiers next week. so And then we'll have oh. a Premier League preview as well, won't we? Oh, my God, what an exciting week. But I hope that um, my goals from Harry Kane are going to sort of carry over to Tottenham, right? That's how this works. No, you don't need you got Lorente. Oh, great. Oh, my God, we're going to be such good hands. He, or well, he well, might be taking uh, Toby in the gorgeousness stakes, though. This just means that I have more options. You know, yeah. I lost Ryan. Now I, ne- I needed to replace him with someone. Well, Ryan will be back in and, then, you know, it's still not too late for Ryan. You can still get this in old. I would not do that to Ryan. You <laughs> yeah. know what? You should get the man on the post tattoo as a wedding gift to Ryan. He should get it tattooed. He should get the man on the post logo tattooed around his wedding finger. <laughs> <laughs> when you get yours, Ryan gets his. How's that? That's a deal. Okay, good. That's a done deal. Okay, well, thank you ever so much. Thank you. I love coming on. It's great, isn't it? Um, I if, know. If they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Well, good for them if they do, and thank you. Um, it's at Jesse Loesch. That's L to the O to the S to the C to H, isn't it? It is. That's how I make everybody say it when they meet me. Oh, you should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at Man on the Post is a Twitter account. Like we say, we are part of the World Football Index. Now, they did a little thing yesterday on YouTube where they had a live streaming of the transfer deadline. Did you listen to that? I could not figure out how to make it play. I clicked on it, and it wouldn't do anything. And then again, I told you, I yelled at my computer, nothing happened. I was really mad. Uh, I listened to a little bit of it. I did miss Dave, so I'm not sure whether he got angry at Liverpool or not. I'm assuming he did. (laughs) Uh, But that's at World Football Line. Man on the Post is at at Man on the Post. Um, World Football Index have a wealth of podcasts as well from South America, North America, many of the club leagues within Europe as well. Um, I like the ones that you guys have been doing of your of your new favourites okay. and least favourites. Those have been great. That's the In My Life, isn't it? Yeah, I like yeah. that. I've not been on that yet, have you? No, I like listening to all of yours. I don't want to do one. 
<laughs> Ali, Ali told me I could come on and he's not come back since. Oh, we so scared if, him away. If he's listening, Ali, I let him Ali, win that quiz. Give Chris a call. He's going to be at the local tattoo parlor. I will. I'm getting a picture of Ali tattooed on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lovely. Um, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on uh, iTunes. If you don't have an iPhone, you've got one of those poorer products, you can download <laughs> us an Acast and follow us on there. Um, any five-star reviews are gratefully, gratefully received. We do appreciate them very much. Uh, Ross and the guys might be back over the weekend. I'm not sure uh, what's happening with that. Um, but thank you ever so much, Jesse. Thank you, Chris. And, and thank you, listening people. Yes, thank you, listening people. We don't do that enough, do we? Oh, no, we like them. Thank you, listeners, wherever you are. <laughs> We're like Jack Killian. Good night, America, wherever you are. <laughs> Good night, Donald Trump. <laughs> Sleep well with one eye open. <laughs> uh, and always remember to have your, leave Harvey Oswald, uh, man on the post. <laughs>